You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live. It is Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We are presented by DailyRoto.com today and every day. Tony, how you doing? We got a four-game slate in the association. Not a lot of options, but uh, still plenty of opportunity to win a little bit of cash, huh? Oh, yeah, still plenty of options. When you look at it from a DFS perspective, right, we got we got four games. That means eight teams, two positions uh, per game. You know, eight's not bad to choose from. I think if you go in life, right, and you have eight decisions to make on every subject, that's not a bad thing. No, absolutely. Options are a beautiful thing, whether you have a ton or whether you have few. So, yes, as you mentioned, Tony, we got a four-game slate in the association. And what people can also do, you watching us here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you're listening, you could also check us out on Twitter at the Tony Sincata at Spit and Speeds as well. Because one of the things we do, if you haven't been watching Lineup Lock Live, we put poll questions up on Twitter for every position in the NBA, from shooting guard to power forward, and the like. And what we see is, what are the fans saying? It can give you a little bit of insight to will some of these guys be heavily owned or not. So, Tony, it, fi- it seems like you, uh, you've you narrowed it down at a number of positions. You know, for example, at shooting guard, you think Will Barton, Bradley Beal, or Clay Thompson are the options. But I'm intrigued because you think there's only really two options at center, either Carl Anthony Towns or Nikolai Jokic. I see Carl Anthony Towns because also, the Golden State Warriors really don't defend the big man that well, right? Yeah, and that game's got a 227 total. The next game that we have with a total that high is 215, uh, which is Washington and Oklahoma City. So we have a 12-point differential in total in tonight's game. So a lot of my lineup's going to swing towards Golden State and Minnesota tonight. All right, absolutely. And, Tony, one other thing we do before we get into the games is you got to catch us up on any injuries that are going on. I know Jimmy Butler is questionable. We expect the unicorn Kristaps Porzingis to be back. And then we have this issue with the Sacramento Kings, right? Like, they have already come out and explicitly stated that they are resting different veterans every night. Do we have any idea on who that might be tonight for the Kings? Yeah, we've got that. We've got those guys in. Uh, Patrick Patterson tonight is going to be a, a game time decision in Toronto. Patterson had an MRI on his right wrist on Oklahoma. Sorry about that. Patrick Patterson had a game time decision. He had MRI on his wrist. He has soreness. He went through shoot around, but has not been cleared to play as of yet. The Minnesota Timberwolves. We're looking at this situation where, of course, Jimmy Butler's been out. We assume he's going to be out, but Jamal Crawford to come back in. Hopefully, we get definitive uh, analysis early in that one because Bajelica is a guy that we're going to put in our lineup tonight if Jimmy Butler's out. If Jimmy Butler's in, he becomes irrelevant. Patrick McCaw's out for the Golden State Warriors. Christoph Spazingas is going to play tonight. Otto Porter Jr. is playing. And for the Sacramento Kings, we believe that Garrett Temple and Vince Cotter are sitting out tonight. All right, there you have it. There are some of the injuries, but as you know, we get 11th hour updates. That's why you got to keep it locked in here every Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time right here on Lineup Lock Live. When we come back, we dive into the four-game slate. It's Dane and Tony, Lineup Lock Live, right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the Draft Kings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It is Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're going to take you through a four-game slate here so you can win a little bit of cash as we head on into the weekend. Hey, Tony, our first game is the Sacramento Kings in Miami to take on the Heat. The Heat are actually 10-point favorites at home, and this is the lowest total on the board tonight. We're talking about 200 and a half points. Tony, I want to start right there with the Sacramento Kings. Remember, they have come out and said that they will be resting a different veteran every day. I want to ask you about George Hill because, listen, I would like George Hill at 4,500, but as we mentioned yesterday, if he's still being dangled as a potential trade piece, the last thing they want is to run him out there and have him risk injury. So what do we think about Sacramento and maybe De'Aaron Fox if they hold George Hill back? Yeah, you talked about it. The low total in this game has caused me concern for every single player in this game. Let's start out with the top player, Hassan Whiteside, 8400 bucks. I think that if you look at it, we're trying to get five, six times the value in this game. So we're looking at, you know, 42 fantasy points. I think that's a tough go. <laughs> that's a tough one in a slowdown pace tonight. So it really leads me to believe that I'm not going to go with anyone. I think the one guy that I think that fantasy owners will go with tonight and that will put in their lineups. He will not be in my lineup tonight. Uh, will be Wayne Ellington with the Tyler Johnson out in this contest. Uh, they've had some problems at the point guard. Uh, they'll be low in the rotation. I think people will go and put Wayne Ellington in the lineup tonight. He's at 5,300. I-, I need to get 30 fantasy points. I think he comes up just shy, probably around the 25, 28 mark. All right, fair enough. One guy I did want to push back and ask you about, though, on the Miami side – Tony, is Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson has been looking good lately. He has been getting minutes, and he's only at 6,300 facing Sacramento, which is a bottom 10 team in terms of defending the wing players. What about Richardson? And, you know, we only got, like you said, eight options here tonight. Yeah, when I look at the, the price tag on that one, right, I'm looking at the price tag at 6300 bucks. I think it comes around right around 30 fantasy points, and I think it would be all right there. But if you go in a tournament setting, I would stay away from that. I don't see the upside in this game uh, with the amount of points. The one thing with Josh Richardson, too, is not a lot of plays run in his direction. He's a guy that gets the ball in his hands, and he shoots uh, when he gets that opportunity, but they don't always get him in the offense, and it could be troublesome. I've sat through halves with Josh Richardson. The end of the half has you know five fantasy points. But then in the, the, in the second half, it all equals out. and We get 28, we get 30 fantasy points, but the upside is not there. Okay, fair enough. Let's go to our next game on the slate, Tony, and it is the Washington Wizards in Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. The Thunder are four-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. 213 is your total, and I want to ask you, Tony, about the shooting guard poll that you put up on Twitter. Once again, you can always follow along at the Tony Sincata at Spit and Speeds as well. Of the options that you had at shooting guard, you had Will Barton at 5,800, Bradley Beal at 72, and then Clay Thompson at 6,300. 
100. I'm asking you about Bradley Beal because it sounds like you like him. 43% of the people in the poll like him as well. Here's my question. He's going to have Andre Robertson on him, and that is a pretty good defender. Does that give you any cause for pause as it relates to Bradley Beal tonight? No, I think where I go and I think where the rest of the people are going is that he's underpriced. Mm. Uh, if you look at it, 7200 bucks, it looks like they've accounted uh, for that in their defensive algorithms and, and putting this matchup together. And if you look at Bradley Beal, uh, he's a guy that, you know what, the people are talking about the All-Stars. I've never seen this All-Star situation I have more people question the legitimacy of some of these players, and he's one of the guys there. We have back to we have three games in a row where he's put up 34, 39, and 30 fantasy points against Dallas. Us, Dallas, he put up 30, which was a slow team that's very slow in pace. In fact, the game the score was 98 to 75, and then he got it at Detroit. He put up 39 and Charlotte 34. Uh, when we're looking at that, that's going to get him right around the five times mark, and I think that's where he ends up tonight. All right, fair enough. But I want to ask you again about these guys in the backcourt because, listen, first of all, the Thunder are something like third in the league right now, giving up only 101 points a game. The people really love Bradley Beal at 7,200. The people in our poll, Tony, they are also voting for John Wall at 8,500. This over Steph Curry tonight, over Russell Westbrook. Now, I understand you can save two or $3,000 going with John Wall. But do you have any concern at all about this Oklahoma City defense at home? No, I think Wall's a good play. I don't think he's better than Westbrook tonight. I think if you take the three guards and you take this salary in account tonight, it goes Russell Westbrook, then it's going to go John Wall, and then Stephon Curry. And even though Curry's in the game with the highest total, I really think when we have everybody healthy there, and Clay Thompson was questionable, uh, we had a bruise on his buttocks. But he's going to play tonight. I think that, you know what, there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed there, as there usually is there. And I think John Wall is the second-best option behind uh, Russell Westbrook tonight. I think he puts up 43 fantasy points. $8,500 is way too low for John Wall. He hasn't been playing up to the standards that he was for the entire season, but in the month of January, his numbers are the same as they were last year. All right, fair enough. So uh, John Wall is, in fact, a play. Let's go over to the Oklahoma City side, Tony. And, you know, I've been talking about who really are the big three in Oklahoma City because if you ask me, you got Russell Westbrook, you got PG-13 being an all-star snub himself. But if you look, honestly, Steven Adams on a game-by-game basis has been more productive than Carmelo Anthony and DraftKings is sort of responding. Steven Adams at 6,600. Carmelo Anthony at 6,100. I also know that like Steven Adams up against this Washington Wizards team that is 24th in the NBA defending against the center. What do you think about Steven Adams tonight? I think it's a bad matchup. At $6,600, you saw in the poll we have two centers there yep. with uh, Nikolai Jokic and uh, Kyle Anthony Towns in matchup to the higher game. You look at it, Gortat's not a guy that everybody knows by a first name, but he's a good, hard-nosed defensive player, kind of like Steven Adams. I think these guys will be jockeying for position all night, and I think that price is a little too high for this matchup. In fact, the guy that I like in this game, if you want to go down the well, it ain't named Russell Westbrook or Paul George, Mm -hmm. is actually Jeremy Grant. If we're looking for a $3,200 play tonight, he's the guy there that can save you some salary cap relief. We can get right around 20 fantasy points. And when we look at $3,200 salary, 
20 fantasy points is almost seven times that amount. So absolutely, he's the guy that I think if you need some salary cap relief, you can drop a, a name to and get 20 fantasy points. All right, fair enough. And Tony, some of the things you're mentioning here is like you're projecting him to get 20 points, but that is still valuable if you are priced at 3200 For any of our new viewers or listeners, can you tell us once again in cash games and in tournaments what you're looking for when you mention the 5X, the 6X? What are we talking about? What are we shooting for in order to have a lineup that we think can win us a little bit of cash on a Thursday? All right. In lay- layman's terms, I'll make it as simple as it can be. We have a $50,000 salary. So basically all these salaries we're talking about is going to cost us 50000 bucks, and that's where they draw the limit. 300 is going to get us in the money. Probably need a little more than that to win a tournament, but 300 is going to get us in the money. And tonight, it might be a little less with a four-game slate. So what we want is 50000 times six is the 30000 we come up with, right? Uh, is the 300, 300 points, that we right. Kind of, we, yeah, the 300 points that we come up with. So what we want to do is we want to go six times the value in these tournaments. And you can go about five and a half in the cash games and go around there. So that's what we're trying to do is you just take the multiplier and we try to hit it there. So in the Jeremy Grant, six times 3,200, right? We're looking at 18.8 points. If I think he's going to get 20, that's a good buy. All right, fair enough. Hey, Tony, let's go to our next game on the slate real quick. We got the New York Knicks in Denver to take on the Nuggets. The Nuggets are five-point favorites at home. 214 is the total. Now, Tony, I wanted to apply the same logic, this four, five, six, seven x for your value, as it relates to the point guards. I want to just hear about the point guards in this one because Jared Jack going up against Denver, who is 27th in the NBA defending the point guard. But on the other side, Jamal Murray going up against Jared Jack and the Knicks, who are 26th in the NBA defending against the point guard. You got Jared Jack at 4,600 and Murray at 6,700. It looks like decent matchups for both of them, but dollar for dollar, which is a better value for you? Yeah, so when we take the Knicks first tonight, Jared Jack against Denver Nuggets. Uh, Murray's a guy that at a point guard, not a great defender, but they have other options there uh, with Gary Harris, who covers mostly two guys, three guys, but Ken Cotter, a point guard. Uh, Will Barton will come into play as well. I, I'm not in love with Jared Jack in this game, and an interesting uh, other concept is that Kristaps Pazingas is uh, a little under the weather in mm. this contest. And we've been told... Uh, this was actually one of our listeners. I haven't been able to confirm this. Uh, that he is anemic. Kristaps Pazingas huh. is an anemic. And he believes that playing at altitude is going to hurt Kristaps Pazingas tonight. And uh, I, I'm interested to see if this plays out. Now, that's the listeners of our show, the mentality they're bringing to the show. No, that's absolutely a great nugget as it relates to the 3-6 Latvia, the unicorn Kristaps Porzingis. Tony, if that's the case, can I get a little Michael Beasley in my lineup tonight? Well, that, you know, it's a risk because, you know, the guys in the I rely on our viewers and listeners. I I take it to the bank. (laughs) Uh, So I wouldn't uh, go that route, but if you were feeling lucky, take our listeners. All right, fair enough. Tony, I want to ask you a couple more questions about this game, but we'll do that on the other side of the break. Once again, we got to pay a little bit of bills, but when we come back on Lineup Lock Live, we dive further into this game, another game on the slate, including the defending champions, Dane and Tony, coming right back here on Lineup Lock Live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, 
there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Welcome back to Line of Block Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're presented by DailyRoto.com. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata taking you through a four-game slate in the NBA. Tony, we were just talking about Kristaps Porzingis and some of uh, his maybe potential health issues at altitude. But you have a couple of other injury updates around the association tonight. Yeah, and uh, the listener that gave us that information, Sean McCarthy. Now, uh, if I give it to him, uh, does that mean... uh that he, um, if he's right, he's going to get the credit. Now I threw him under the bus if he's wrong. Yes, that's exactly what it means, Tony. You have to, you okay. know, you have to uh, kick the can down the road. You can't be, <laughs> you got to skirt accountability as much as possible. Miami Heat, Tyler Johnson is out tonight, and Goran Dragic is in. And Dragic has missed the last three games. Uh, the guy that, of course, that will benefit is Wayne Ellington a little bit in that. But his value doesn't go as high as it has the last couple games because Goran Dragic being back, his usage rate will demand a lot of the ball. All right, fair enough. So there are more options there, potentially in Miami. Now, listen, I wanted to ask you about this when we were talking about the Knicks, okay? KP, you know, may struggle tonight. It's kind of like, I guess, that out to, is it, I guess it's similar. You gotta, you know, you gotta contact your source over there, Tony, but it's kind of the same, I would imagine, as some of the guys in the NFL, like if they have the sickle cell trait and they go and play against yeah. the Denver Broncos out there mile high. You know, I remember, I think it was Tevin Coleman, uh, you know, Ryan Clark in the past for the Steelers. They literally skipped that game because it was a risk for them so here's the thing if kp has the same kind of risk at first i would have thought oh maybe we'd see more of Joachim noah but apparently that will not be the case either because he has left the team for personal reasons uh does this matter to you at all tony or is this maybe a little bit more opportunity for our guy hernan gomez yeah, Hernan Gomez will get five or six minutes, and that'll be it. So it really doesn't matter to me. You know, it's interesting because Pazingas, if that's true, you know, he did miss the one game with a knee injury, so he's going there uh, unheralded. The one other guy that I like on the Knicks that I didn't mention was uh, Courtney Lee's been really shooting the mm. ball well. And Tim Hardaway coming back has helped him uh, because he's drawing some defensive attention, and then Courtney Lee's getting left alone outside the arc and making some big shots, and a guy that can nail some shots from three-point land. So Courtney Lee's another guy that I like tonight on the New York Knicks. Yeah, absolutely. And some of the people in our poll like Courtney Lee as well as the small forward poll. He is getting 33% of the support. You can get him for a relatively cheap price at only 4800 tonight on DraftKings. Tony, let's talk about the Denver. Denver Nuggets side of things. When I mentioned at the beginning of the show that you only had two centers really in the poll. One was Carl Anthony Towns going up against the Golden State Warriors who we know do not defend the big man that well. And the other is right here in Denver with Nikolai Jokic at 8900 It's pretty split down the middle. And to be honest, there's only $300 uh, difference in their price. Which center do you like best tonight? Is it Jokic or is it Cat? After fooling around with my lineup 15 times, I actually put them both in. But Ooh. I originally had Nikolai Jokic in my lineup tonight. Yeah, I was looking at it. I think these guys are in the top four. Two of the 
top four tonight when you take everybody in account and put the salaries in play. Um, if you go, don't go Russell Westbrook, this is the way to go. Put these two centers there, one at utility, one at center, and go that route. But there's a lot to like tonight against the New York Knicks. Yeah. Uh, the New York's uh, not very good defensively. If you follow the show every night, you don't have me to tell you that. Will Barton's a guy I like coming off the bench. Jamal Murray, too. Against point guards, we talk about it all the time. They're 26th in defensive efficiency against them. And Mason Plumley tonight at $4,400 on DraftKings. He should get the start at the power forward position. So I can go with two guys in the front court, Plumley and Nikolai Jokic tonight, and I'll pair them with Will Barton. I do not have Jamal Murray on my team, but I think he could be a guy that you could use. Now, Gary Harris is questionable for this game, and I don't have any definitive word. If he wasn't out... If he was out tonight, Wilson Chandler's a guy you can use on the cheap uh, there. But if we don't have any word prior to 7 o'clock lineup lock, don't take a chance with Wilson Chandler. No, absolutely. That's why you got to keep it locked here for Lineup Lock Live, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Every night we cover all the late-breaking news, injury concerns. Even if there's condensation on the court, we will let you know about it. we got one more game to get into, Tony, and it is the Minnesota Timberwolves in the Bay Area to take on the reigning defending champion Golden State Warriors. You mentioned it at the top of the show. The Warriors are 12-point favorites, but perhaps the most interesting number and important number is the the 228 total for this one. A lot of points expect to uh, you know, be scored tonight. So let's dive on in. We've talked a little bit about Carl Anthony Towns already, but I want to ask you, Tony, about Andrew Wiggins. We remember earlier in the week, we were talking about how without Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins' usage rate would be a lot higher than his season average of 21.5. I noticed that his DraftKings price has also risen over the last couple of games because he has gotten more shots and more opportunity. Remember, he put up over 40 points earlier in the week. What do you think about Wiggins at 7,000 tonight if, in fact, uh, Jimmy Butler doesn't go? Yeah, so here's a couple of props here. If you play in the tournaments that lock at 7 o'clock, we probably do not have definitive word on Jimmy Butler. But I'm going under the assumption that he's not going to play tonight. And I think you can reasonably make that assumption, but we could get burnt. That's going to hurt Wiggins. Wiggins' price tag, 7000 bucks raised. It was in the mid-fives uh, before Jimmy Butler was hurt. So that's raised. And then Clay Thompson is one of the better defenders one-on-one in the entire league. He has a, an injury that he's dealing with. That being said, a good defender on Wiggins, that leads me away. I do like the rest of the options on this team. Yeah, I do like the, the Kyle Anthony Towns tonight. I love him tonight. Taj Gibson's a guy who could play on the cheap at 5600 bucks, And I think that Jeff Teague is a guy that a lot of people always forget about. And I think he is in the lineup tonight. And the guy that always is in the lineup is Bajelica. Anytime Butler's out, this is a guy that can... Uh, rebound he could defend and he could also you know hit a couple threes and when you look at his price tag a lot of 4500 bucks it was 38 in the week and that we only have to get him to you know right around 30 fantasy points we have a monster night i think he's capable of that kind of output yeah, Bajelica could be a great play at only 4500 That's one of the reasons you listen to Lineup Lock Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Anybody can tell you about Carl Anthony Towns. Anybody can tell you about John Wall and Bradley Beal. But we're giving you Bajelica. We're giving you some of the nuggets 
that you need to save a little bit of value so you can afford some of the stars in your lineup. And Tony, you also mentioned Taj Gibson at power forward at only 5,600 may be a good value. The people on our Twitter poll agree. 41% of the people who have responded are in fact going with Taj Gibson tonight as their power forward at 5,600. That over the 38% who prefer Mason Plumley at 4,400 or the 21% that are going to spend up for Draymond Green in Golden State at 7,500. Let me ask you something um, about the other side of this game because you mentioned with Andrew Wiggins that he's going to have Clay Thompson on him even though he's struggling with the buttocks injury. What about on the other side? We very rarely talk about this, but Jimmy Butler himself is a strong defender. Does yeah. the um, idea of if Butler plays or not, does that have any impact for you on the viability of KD tonight? Because listen, Kevin Durant is pushing 10,000 at 9,900, right? And you got to say to your Yourself. Any night's a good night to try to have Kevin Durant, but maybe he's not worth that price if Jimmy Butler does play and check him. I think it's you know what you at least think about it like that would be the tiebreaker because Kevin Durant, as we know, special talent. Anyone covering him, you don't have to worry about it. He's going to take care of business. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, right? Those three guys against anyone, they'll take care of business. But if you have two guys you like and one guy is Jimmy Butler covering him. Then you, then you say, you know what, I go somewhere else. So, so I only use that as a tiebreaker. Now, tonight, without Jimmy Butler, it's going to be hard to find someone to cover Kevin Durant. He's under 10000 bucks, which makes him a good play, 9900 bucks. Uh, Stephen Curry tonight's 10400 If you're looking at it, I like Kevin Durant. If you want to get one of these guys in your lineup, I like him over Stephen Curry tonight. Clay Thompson, 6300 bucks. It's a cheap price. Now, his usage rate is only at 20% when we have all the Warriors in attendance and tonight. It looks like they're all going to play. Uh, another guy that suffers uh, is Drummond Green when everybody plays. They're very good defensively against power forwards. Uh, I don't love Drummond Green tonight, even in the game of high total. For me, it's Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant in this one. Fair enough. Let me ask you one last question on this game, Tony. How do you play the 12-point spread in this game? It's very rare, to be quite honest. Like, Minnesota is a good squad. You know, they're a top-four team in the West. This could even potentially be a playoff preview in the second round. I could see this being a 1-4 matchup in the West. Does the fact that we have a double-digit spread give you any cause for pause? Do you see a universe where either Golden State is up big or because these teams could see themselves matching up in the playoffs that they kind of don't show everything? You know how Greg Popovich used to rest all of his players up against, say, Houston or Golden yeah. State. Can you see anything like that, whether it's like not showing all the cards or the 12-point spread that would make you go away from this game? That's a great question. And here, I'll you. take it from Minnesota side first. How about that? Uh, Coach Thibodeau is being ridiculed uh, from everybody that watches basketball on how he's playing his players too much in today's NBA. Mm. Uh, that they only go in seven deep, and these guys are going to have nothing left of the tank at the end of the season. And I'll tell you right now, you're nitpicking if you go that route because they haven't made the playoffs in 10 years. So whatever he's sure. doing, he's doing well. I he, he keeps everybody in there, so I don't worry about Minnesota side. They're down 20. Those guys are going to be in the game. Then – the Golden State Warriors, Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant always get their numbers. It's crazy. They always get their numbers. Even when they come in, they're going to play three or four minutes in the fourth quarter. 
they get their numbers. And the thing, we talk about it all the time. It's a game with the highest total, and it's there for a reason. It's a 12-point spread for a reason. So here's the thing, is that if the game is a blowout, our guys are going to get those points. they got to get them somewhere. they got to get a 20-point lead somewhere. That means Durant and Curry went off. Absolutely. Some people uh, always wonder about that. But listen, if they get out to a big lead, someone was scoring the 70 points in the first half to get there. And it's probably guys like Steph, KD, and Clay. When we come back, we're going to dive into a couple of other topics as it relates to sports gambling, the All-Star game, and changes to the Cleveland Cavaliers lineup. Come on right back. Lineup Lock Lock. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Come Greg Sussman say it. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane and Tony, we just talked through kind of four games in the NBA slate. And Tony, we finished off on Golden State. And anytime I think about Golden State, I think about Cleveland in the same vein, right? And anytime when I think about those guys, I think about LeBron James and Steph Curry. And these guys are, in fact, the two captains for the all-star teams coming up. And, you know, uh, tonight I do believe they're going to reveal kind of like their schoolyard pick. Interestingly enough, they're only going to reveal it after it happened. They won't, you know, broadcast this because the egos of all these NBA stars are at play. Let me ask you this. I heard you on the uh, end of On Target saying that you think LeBron is going to wind up taking Kevin Durant. What do you think is more likely to happen? LeBron taking Kyrie Irving on his team or LeBron trying to stack his squad with Warriors like, you know, KD, Clay, and Draymond, almost trying to maybe prove a point to Steph like, hey, if I had these four guys, I could win titles too. Yeah, I, I, you know, this is one of the craziest things. Like they did this so the NBA All Star Game would be competitive, and I don't know if this is truly going to be competitive, right? You, you have the draft; they're not throwing it out there. I would think that LeBron and Stephon might be able to put a little wager between each other right. on this game, and I'm interested to see where he goes with it tonight, but. I think if you're going to play, you got to keep up the entertainment aspect of the National Basketball Association. And LeBron James should not have taken any of the worries. You think that's the way it goes? He tries to, you know, stay in uh, villain mode and never wanting to yeah, collaborate with any but of the he's Warriors? Take, yeah, but I think he's going to take Durant based on everything I hear. And I would have loved that if he uh, went against them. And um, I'm interested to see that if he takes Kyrie Irving or what goes there. I think him and Kyrie uh, are okay. That I think he'll take him if it's appropriate at the time. But I think Kevin Love. When LeBron doesn't pick Kevin Love, that's mm. going to be the next controversy. That certainly will be a story. Maybe that's part of the reason that they're not telecasting this. I mean, or, you know, broadcasting it. I mean, even among NBA All-Stars, you don't want to be the last pick, right? You know, I mean, you don't want to feel like you're the last pick of the All-Stars, even though you are elite. Hey, Tony, when it, talks to Lebr- when it comes to LeBron and it comes to lineups, another thing I wanted to ask you about, did you see that Tyron Lue is, in fact, changing up the rotation and the starting lineup for the 
the Cleveland yeah. Cavaliers, and it's uh, LeBron's boy, Tristan Thompson, going right back into the starting lineup. It looks like in place of Jay Crowder. You think that this yep. is the kind of uh, shakeup that the Cavs need? We have profiled their uh, you know, kind of poor defense over the last couple of weeks and how we don't think they can necessarily flip the switch. Do you think this is a step in the right direction? I think it's a step in the right direction. It doesn't solve everything. I mean, you put Tristan Thompson, he'll go and assume the center role. He moved Kevin Love back to power forward, and they become a little bigger there. And a little, uh, I'll get a guy underneath that's going to rebound and will dedicate himself just to playing around the rim. And I think that's one of the things. When they had people forget, the Golden State Warriors, same thing. Andrew Bogut, not a great player, right? But everybody recognized him as a fine defensive player that right. can protect the rim and protect the paint. And that's what Cleveland needs. Everybody's just running up and down the court on him. Yeah, you were mentioning that earlier in the week. We were talking about reasons why they may not be able to proverbially flip the switch. One of them is because they're an older team. The other reason is because they're small on the court. When you have Kevin Love playing the five, you have Isaiah Thomas on the court already. So maybe Tristan Thompson brings some actual rim protection and rebounding. But, Tony, I want to get into something you just said. You just talked about how the NBA wants to maybe make its product more interesting. One of the ways it has already done that is with the glory NBA in-play product, and that kind of opens up the door to uh, gambling in the NBA, and there's a lot of talk about this, that Commissioner Silver may in fact make that move to go ahead and help legalize uh, gambling in the NBA. I am seeing, though, that the league would want to take a rake of 1% on all bets. How do you think this is going to go down? Do you think this happens in the next you know, 12, 18 months? Yes, I think it could happen uh, next NBA season. Here's the way it works out tonight is that they presented to the New York State government a proposal to put the NBA legalized gambling in New York City. This is all going to come down to the Supreme Court in New Jersey, which is going to rule on that gambling in April of this year. So we're going to all see this. Now we've seen a state like Kansas has already put something in place that if this is enacted, they're going to jump in. The state of Massachusetts is going to jump in. So what the NBA wants with this 1%, they want to be partners uh, with these states and putting gambling uh, out there on NBA games. And what they want to use the money for is to increase their regulation. What currently happens in the casinos that are doing this in Vegas is that, say, that we have the New York Knicks playing the Denver Nuggets. They go back and they look at the last five years and they say, you know what, we've got $2 million on a given night on this one game. Well, every year gambling goes up 3%, so we up it by 3%. Well, all of a sudden that game in November, that's not on TV, that's not a big game of Denver and the Knicks, there's 30 million wagered on they want to have that information right as the game goes off and they want to be wary and they want to track the trends through this and that's what the one percent is going to do is they're going to put in policies and in place to get real-time updates on what's being gambled on and what's not for the protection and the integrity of the nba so it all comes down to big data huh tony that's it i mean you see everything i i've been involved in fantasy sports for 20 years and we have more data that we know what to do with right now and everybody wants it it's available technology has made mm-hmm. the, everything instantaneous uh, so these things are going to track the things the, australia is the government that has legalized sports gambling on their professional sports the nba has taken their model and is 
presented this to the New York state government, and they will make a federal legislation down the road, but they're going after each state. Because if you look at the DFS information, right? right? We had all these federal laws, but what happened? All these states made it illegal to play, made them go out and get a, a license and a permit in every state, and now it's become a state thing. So the NBA say, you know what? We don't need to attack the gambling law yet on a federal level. We'll see what happens with the Supreme Court in April. But let's go after each state. So they presented to New York was the first state they presented to it. A well-documented uh, institution here telling things they like, things they want to happen, things that they don't want to happen. Like they have some problems with some prop bets that they don't want part of this situation. Mm -hmm. Like one of the examples they used is the first foul of the game you could bet on Las Vegas. They don't want that anywhere near legalized gambling because they don't want a guy to be able to get speculation every time he makes the first following game. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you talk about how Australia has this. We know in Great Britain as well with William Hill. It's kind of like you could go to an ATM in Great Britain. You know, they have basically the William Hill Sportsbooks kind of ATMs. You could make your bets almost anywhere. And so it's very interesting. We got to see what the what precedent that's, is set, either by the court case in Jersey or elsewhere. Is that correct, Tony? That's, yeah, and that's part of the process, which is different the NBA. The NBA specifically – does not want this confined to racetracks, casinos. They want access from people's phones right. and people's computers. And that's the new twist that's unaccustomed to what we were because everybody else wanted to put it in casinos that keep popping up in all the various states, mm -hmm. a lot on Indian reservations. The NBA says, no, no, no. We want it on people's phones. People have the technology. People are using the technology to send this money offshore. We don't even know how much money is actually gambled in the United States because – over 50% of it's illegal. Yeah, let me ask you this, Tony. You know, you're absolutely right. We don't know yet. So being able to kind of uh, dip your toe in the water, like you say, to generate the data, actually understand what the interest is, right? But let me ask you this, because let's say this does happen, right? Part yeah. of the reason some people play fantasy sports, right, is to just get a little taste of action. Like you said, you know, uh, for a Knicks-Nuggets game on a random Thursday, it adds incentive for people to, you know, be engaged, to watch. We see the same thing. Thing in the NFL around, say, the Thursday night football slate. If you got Titans and uh, Chargers, part of the reason you're watching is because you got a little bit of action on it. If just straight up wagering becomes legal, do you think that would have a negative impact on the DFS and the fantasy sports industry? Because people can then get their taste on uh, what I would say is more traditional wagering and uh, move away from the DFS uh, format or venue or method of putting action on games? My initial thoughts were that DFS would suffer because people would get action from the gambling. But then I had a test case that I actually thought about a little later on. So when DFS came, everybody said, oh, this is going to be end of season long leagues. The DFS players brought a whole new crowd. It brought the poker crowd. It brought the younger people in. It brought some of the gambling people in. And guess what? The NFBC, which is the National Fantasy Baseball Champion, the National Fantasy Football mm -hmm. Championship, high stakes leagues, $1,000 entries, it grew. It grew bigger than it ever was. So all of a sudden now you bring these new people in 
And I think that's a good thing for DFS. I think it's a good thing for fantasy. So all these people that have been gambling now are going to get information, get shows like us where we're telling people exactly what's going to happen, breaking down point spreads, breaking down who's going to play well. And I think the gambler will jump on it. Yeah, I got to agree with you. And to be honest, whether it happens you know, sooner or later, we all know it's going to happen. There is too much money at stake. Everybody knows that this is the way to have continued interest in the product. I mean, it's going that way. Um, and it seems like the NBA is at the forefront. Do you think this could only be like kind of the first domino and then some of these other leagues will fall in line in the same way once they see that it kind of does work for their bottom? line and works for the ratings here's the craziest thing roger goodell seems to be so against this he's got 32 owners right when all of a sudden if the nba is bringing in revenues of a hundred million a billion dollars like who knows what it could be right 32 owners are going to say hey roger get off the high we horse. want a piece it's of the pie up. too yeah they're not going to let somebody else make more money than them. Everybody's competitive. Nobody ever has enough money so they can say all they want when somebody puts a model out there that's making money the rest are following. Yeah, absolutely. Goodell could say whatever he want, but like you said, he is employed by the 32 owners, and if they see their bottom line being affected, they are definitely going to uh, go for it as well. Come on back after the break. We're going to give you the Tony Sincata's lineup on DraftKings tonight. And, Tony, I want to ask you, there may be another threat to the 32 owners in the NFL, maybe in the form of Vincent K. McMahon. We'll get into that a little bit as well. It is Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on back. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. What do you think is more likely to happen? LeBron taking Kyrie Irving on his team or LeBron trying to stack his squad with warriors like, you know, KD, Clay, and Draymond? They did this so the NBA All-Star Game would be competitive. you got to keep up the entertainment aspect of the National Basketball Association. And LeBron James should not have taken any of the Warriors. Weekday days, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We have come to the end of the show, which is the time that everybody is waiting for. You listen all hour long, and at the end, you want the payoff in the form of the Tony Sincata's DraftKings lineup. He has been hot over the last month, earning a little bit of cash. Why don't we keep it going tonight on a Thursday, Tony? Why don't you flop the nuts for the people? What's your DraftKings lineup? Yeah, before we get to that, I'm going to be real quick. Uh, you know, uh, Vince McMahon, the, yeah. uh, he's going to have the press conference tomorrow, I believe. No, he did but it. No, it's happening. No, 2020. Uh, no, yeah, but nobody with a criminal yes, record can I play saw in that. this league. Which, you know who that takes out? Mr. Johnny Football. Well, he's actually he's actually uh, Johnny Manziel uh, technically is allowed to play because he pleaded out that deal. He's not been convicted of a crime. Uh, and they asked him about Tim Tebow, right. and he says, man, that will eliminate some of them, not all of them. If Tim right. Tebow wants to play, he can very well play. So Johnny's in on a technicality. All right. He also, Vince McMahon, also said that he would be uh, open, or at least he said, why not, when a reporter asked him about Colin Kaepernick as well. I don't know, though, if this is the right time, because when I hear the XFL, remember, I thought about, like, no fair 
fair catches and a more violent game. And I don't know with all the player safety, Tony, I don't know if this is the right timing for that well, kind of derivative of the, the NFL. Vince says there'll be no gimmicks this time. They're just going to play the game the way it is, and it's going to be shorter games. He wants a two-hour time frame, right. so that's the uh, quick update there. Uh, no gimmicks this time, and nobody owns any of the teams. He's the only owner, so he says he can look in the mirror if it fails and only blame himself. Well, you know, I think it's something like uh, eight teams with a 10-game schedule, hopefully to kick off yep. in January of 2020. Vince McMahon getting back into the game. You think this could also be kind of a uh, a jab at our current president? Remember, uh, Trump tried to, uh, you know, start the USFL, tried to get into the NFL a number of times. Maybe McMahon's being like, hey, look, I can no. do it. You know, a little billionaire uh, battle. People see it the other way around that uh, Donald Trump helped him out uh, by calling out the players. Uh, Vince was a asked about that, says, no, no personal agendas here. Uh, you do what I tell you or you're gone. Uh, so they see it as Donald Trump actually helping him out by calling out Roger Goddell and the NFL. All right, we will see, but there's still a long way from now until January of 2020. So we will certainly keep our eye on that. But, Tony, like I said, we only got a couple minutes left. Who are you playing in DraftKings tonight? Jamal Murray's up point guard, $6,700 against the Knicks that don't defend the backcourt well. We'll also get his stablemate, Will Barton, 5800 bucks. But Jellicker, under the assumption that Jimmy Butler is not going to play tonight at 4500 Taj Gibson against the Golden State Warriors, $5,600. And then Nikolai Jokic at $8,900 at center against the Knicks don't defend the big man well. Wayne Ellington will get that extra playing time, 5300 uh, with Tyler Johnson out. Then we're going to go with the $3,200 flyer, Jeremy Grant, and then round it up with Kevin Durant at 9900 In this lineup, we have Jokic and Durant as our big guns. All right, fair enough. That is the Tony Sincata's lineup. It's won a little bit of cash on a Thursday. Tony, tomorrow in the NBA, we go back to a 10-game slate. So you talked about only a few options today. We got a lot more options on a Friday. Are you excited uh, to have, you know, more more options to go with so you could find the right, you know, $3,200 player to win some cash over the weekend? Absolutely. I mean, anything in life, we want more options, and we like uh, diversity in the lineup. It'll give us a little bit of an advantage, so tune in tomorrow night. We'll uh, get you set for a 10-game slate. Absolutely. Real quick, one other piece of breaking news over from the major, from Major League Baseball, Tony. The uh, Marlins fire sale continues. It looks yes. like uh, Kristen Yelich has been dealt to the Milwaukee Brewers for a bunch of prospects. We'll chat it up about that. Jeter, I don't know if you saw this. Jeter also trying to remove the statue you in left center field i mean if yeah. you are a marlins fan you have so many reasons to be pissed off at the captain huh that's an amazing situation like i look at this franchise and i don't know how anyone could purchase tickets to it like i always complain about the nba regular season i don't know how you could purchase a marlins ticket yeah i don't know either but i'll see you tomorrow night tony i hope your lineup cashes once again it's lineup lock live have a good one